Well, welcome to episode 13 of Becoming an Elite Financial Advisor with Sten Morgan, where we help financial professionals like you recognize and reach your potential faster. Now, businesses don't exist unless they make a profit. That's a fact. But what else can and should you measure the success of your business by? What else matters other than income? We'll dive deep into that question on today's episode. So here's my conversation with Sten Morgan. Sten, when people join this business, and there's way more people that join than stay in, I think that's true of a lot of professions. There's a lot of teachers who join and you know they become teachers and they you know drop out or whatever. But there's there's so many advisors that get in. Is the main motivation of advisors when they join? What the income potential? I mean, what is the what is what do you think is the main draw to this industry? I think our this industry attracts entrepreneurs, athletes, competitors. You know, it's 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 tough. Uh, obviously, obviously, there's the the servant heart people, there's sure. the analytical people. But the path I took, it was the you know get in, learn to sell, and go get them. And Absolutely. if you sell this much of this thing, you get this. Hey, by the way, you may go on this trip. And motivating people is great and important, but the impression I got coming in the industry was that my success was based on how much revenue I made. Absolutely. And what that caused me to do early on was have these internal, you know, battles of like, should I do this thing? Well, I don't know if they really need that. I guess they kind of need it. It's not really harmful. This is what they're telling me to do. And and fortunately, I was able to kind of fight that enough early on that um, I just had to do a lot more of the less profitable thing in order to still achieve the results I wanted. And as I look back and I've crunched numbers before, I'm like, man, if I would have put people into this product yeah. instead of this one, I would have made how much that year? But those people are clients for 10 years now. And so I think the what I want to take off the table now is there are people, and my hope is this is a small group of people, that in our industry, they're purely selling to make money. They don't care what happens to the client three years from now. They may not even be around three years from now. I've, I want to believe that's an outlier. Sure. So let's take those off the fair. table. Yeah, yeah. But it's an extreme. It exists. Well, let's take it off the table because that's not, you know, this isn't some crime series. We're talking about the worst of the worst. <laughs> that's true. Like there's there's another podcast for that. Yeah, you yeah, know, there's yeah. some crime <laughs> scam podcast, right? Yes. What we want to talk about is why income is likely not the best indicator of advisor success and abilities. Mm-hmm. And so let's let's actually start with your experience. Do you think that, because you get to speak to hundreds of advisors, we have advisors that we work with in our communities, are the best advisors the ones who are making the most, that have the best business or that they make the most money? I mean, how do you how do you measure an advisor's success if you're not using income? This, for, for my point of view, as I've interacted with so many advisors and so many different levels, and I was for a long time the young advisor looking and be like, oh, I want to be like them, like them, like them purely based off how much revenue they're making. Like yeah. They must be doing something right. Yeah. And as I got exposed to those practices and those people paid me to coach them and I get in, I'm like, wow, you're just selling a lot of something, you know, and you're good at it. And my hope is that the people you're finding are the ones that actually need that, you know, that, yeah. that you're qualifying them and the only ones you're selling it to are the ones that need it. Not, hey, everybody that walks in that door is getting the same thing. Interesting. And I saw some of that too. And so for me, my definition has evolved to say, I didn't want to be on the one-year path or the, even the two-year path of making money. But I did find out there's a three-year path where you can accelerate the growth of your business, but do things that have long-term value to you and your clients. Right. And it's usually not the stuff that pays you the most upfront. And are there things in this business that you can do and make a lot of money for not a lot of effort? Right. 
Yeah, I think that's true in a lot of businesses. Real estate's like, hey, I spent a day selling a house and just made thirty grand. Realtors, you know, it's right that those those things do exist. But the businesses that started standing out to me that I would say I respected more had this. They knew what they did well. They knew the client that needed what they had, and they really focused on finding them. Mm -hmm. And there's a nuance and a a layer that that I think people need to hear and acknowledge is that we're not just talking about being a great advisor. One of the things we talk about a lot is being a good business owner. Mm -hmm. Your business happens to be you're an advisor, but how how well are you running your business? And I do think that there's long-term thinking that's required if you're going to say, I want my business to be around for 10, 15, 20 years versus- And I want a, I, I want a good reputation. I want, and I want a good reputation versus I want to make a lot of money personally mm-hmm. right now. That's right. That that if you think long-term for your, you wanted to grow your business mm-hmm. uh, and, and take care of people and put them in the right. And I think that question in the beginning was really interesting of you hope that when you meet with someone who basically sells almost all the same thing that they're- it's not just because they only sell one thing. It's because they're looking for this certain kind of person who, mm-hmm. who needs that one thing. That's right. And I was part of a firm early in my career where there was all A-shares, A-share mutual funds. You got a commission up front, very little to hold it. And I looked around and these advisors had 2,000 clients each and they couldn't serve them because the goal, the incentive was always to go get another person. And and could that be true if, the, if you told the client up front, I'm going to sell you this thing, you're going to pay me up front, but then don't call me again. Because I'm not getting paid anymore to keep giving. I'm you guessing advice. that wasn't the sales pitch, though. No, that was not the, no. the corporate training. It was I'm you, I'm here for you. I'm your advisor. We're going to buy this thing. But then they were stuck in that fun family, and if you switched them, there was another fee. And if they called you two years later and you look and say, "Man, I'm making 400 bucks a year off this person. I'm, I'm no longer incentivized to give them great advice." Yeah. They, the 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 fair expectation wasn't set with the client. Could that business model work? Yes, if you told the client clearly, "You're paying me up front. Here's a here's a product. Right. If you need ongoing advice, you need to go somewhere else." And I was like, that's just not the business I want to be But that's a bad sales in. pitch, and no one's going to give that sales pitch, really. Yeah. And, and it wasn't the one I was seeing, and so there was a kind of a stirring in me. And so I said, hey, I'm willing to get paid a little bit longer over time. Yeah, I'm willing to have fewer clients. Uh, and that's where financial planning came up for us. It was like, am I telling clients that, hey, you pay me this fee to, to manage your money, and then I'm going to give you the world? Yeah, but my incentive was to just keep going, getting more money to manage. I couldn't sit here and actually plan for a client whiteboard when they're not here, come up with a proactive tax idea. Right. I said, for me to do that well and run a good business, I have to go to that client and I have to teach myself to sell them value separate from managing money. Right. Hey, I'll manage your money too, but that's different. Here's what it looks like. Yeah. And I'm confident I'm adding that value. Yeah. Um, so, so I think for, through all of that, I had to focus as a business owner, am I running a business? And the goal is not to get people in. And this is a dilemma that was in the insurance business years ago. It was like, just get people in because you'll find something to sell them. And it's great now when somebody comes in and I tell them, hey, I don't think the time is right yet. <laughs> I, I, maybe I made this mention before. There was a very, very famous country musician in, mm-hmm. in your office. And I like, saw them through the glass and recognized them. <laughs> through the glass, I was like, that is that person. Uh-huh. And I was like, man, are you like, we can do business with them. Like what's, you know, his legacy can I like, and you're like, I don't, I mean, I gave her some ideas and I, mm-hmm. You know, but I don't think it's a good fit right now. You know, and 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 I think he slept well that night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was kind of bummed because I want to see him in the office more, right? <laughs> yeah. But maybe they will come in the office someday again because mm-hmm. you can serve them well. And yeah. it's that discernment of I still gave them value. The goal oh, wasn't absolutely. like I have to have the scarcity mentality. Says I need to generate revenue for this meeting, right? Instead of saying, "Hey, here's what I would do if I were you," but let's let's regroup in six months. Now I'm not having this anxiety for the next six months that I'm trying to add value that's really not there. Yeah. Or, hey, I need to get them underwritten so I can sell them something. Like, if you remove that anxiety 
or distraction, you can focus on the right things. Build a practice that serves certain people. You're not going to be all things to all people. Right. You are not the advi- best advisor for everybody out there. Sorry. You know, I had to get over myself too. Yeah. But for certain people with the business we've built, we can serve them really, really well yeah. when the time is right. I think that, that, as you mentioned, planning. For those of you who are listening who, you know, we had, I talked to an advisor yesterday and he said, you know, we manage a half a billion in assets and, you know, they've been in the business for 20 some years and, they, you know, they're like, I'm, I'm doing really well. But what's so interesting is they they were calling us about being a part of some plan, our planning program. And, and it was, it was, he said, I'm, I'm talking to you because, not because like we need the money yeah. or we need our business to be more complex. He said, but, and he goes, and I love what I do and I think I'm good at it and I don't mm-hmm. work too much. He said, but it, it just seems like my, my wisdom doesn't have any value. Just the way I bu- built my business. These mm-hmm. are his words. He's mm-hmm. like, what I tell people doesn't have any value. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he said, I just, it, it sort of feels empty that I'm giving away this, this 20 some years of wisdom. Hmm. And I think that's just interesting because what he what he really wants to say is he, he's like I want to I want to be incentivized and compensated for really serving people really really well mm-hmm. and and I think that that's a healthy business yep. versus I'm just going to give away my ideas which is most of the advisors we talk to that's the industry is give away your ideas and then go get the something else yeah get paid by selling something and but I think I'll, that's I'll tell you now if yeah. you're not planning and charging for your advice it is the future get on it uh, you just need to be aware of how it's being done. Because mm-hmm. an advisor doing it could take one of your clients in a heartbeat. Um, but beyond that, the idea that you can add revenue to your practice and learn to position stuff you're probably already giving away to a client that then is happy to pay for it. The, the practice I aspire to now is is one when I talk, because it's, it's one of those things where when people are on their deathbeds, what are their regrets? Sure. And you realize they're almost all the same. And it's like, okay, are we living our life in anticipation and trying yes. to avoid those regrets? Time is precious. Time is the, the the greatest asset. Yeah. My goal now with my practice is not to triple it, quadruple it. I'm helping grow and develop other advisors. I'm passionate about EAN and helping advisors figure out stuff that I didn't right. know, faster. Um, but it's time. Yeah. And so for me, if I can increase my impact and have more time and make more money, I mean, isn't that the goal? Yeah. Or is it max revenue at all costs? Yeah. I mean, the advisor I was speaking with yesterday, he you know, he said, you know, I I make enough. His his desire was not you know Andy help me double my company yeah it it was you know and I we we gave him some very simple action steps and and I said and those things will give you time to do what mm-hmm. you do really well and that you know to delegate the things that and and it it is an interesting thing what you can learn from someone that has achieved the success that you think that you want and will fulfill you and it doesn't fulfill them. Yeah. And you don't know until you ask or look. Right. And that's what I love about EAN is that we talk about that stuff, but also for level up our community for admin and support people, your practice could could grow by 40% just by increasing the efficiency of who you already have on your team Yeah, or learning to charge for something you're giving away. So the answer is not always more clients or I'm going to go up market and then kind of give away the ones that I aren't, you know, profitable anymore because yeah. we, I've had C clients that didn't have a lot of investments because I didn't know what questions to ask. And now I go back to them with a, a, a fresh outlook on the value I can add. And I ask them like, Oh, I have a business, you know, I make about a hundred K a month. I'm just reinvesting in the business where I'm buying real estate. And I'm like, goodness gracious. And they're paying us three grand a month now to advise them on different financial strategies. Yeah. They had 200,000, $250,000 with us before, but I just didn't even know to ask or look. Right. That's intimidating to think of altering your practice. And so I think today the goal is not, Hey, stop doing what you're doing. I would say, learn to, 
charge for what you're giving away for free. Yeah. We picked up over half a million of revenue just by doing that. Didn't change the business name, anything. It was like, hey, it's giving away <laughs> a lot of value for free. Right, right. And we had to hire somebody to help as it grew and we learned to position things differently and we're proactive about finding new strategies. It is a different vertical in the business. Right. But where do you think we get all of our big assets and insurance strategy clients from? Planning. Planning. Yeah. Because you do that and they're like, wow, that's great. But if I meet somebody and I'm like, hey, I got to sell you this great thing, I don't have time. You know, it's not, you're not, that's not my biggest pain point right now. And so my hope is that advisors, money's important. You know, there's no mission without margin. I love that. Like legacy doesn't impact the people it does and give to the, the, the funds we give Absolutely. away to charities if we're not a profitable, good business. Yeah. But are, are you, do you currently sleep well? Are you content with your business model or yeah. is there a churning in you? And, and, and hopefully there is. And that doesn't mean what you're doing is wrong. It's probably there's a sense in you that there's a better way. Absolutely. That, and that's that's the conversation we have with so many folks that, again, are doing well, but they're like, I just, and as you know, and the, the, the topic that we're, we're focusing on is, is income the best measure uh, that an advisor is, you know, has a healthy business? And I, I don't, I don't think it is. I don't, yeah. if, if it's the only one, then no. I mean, yeah. it's sort of like, is height the measure of how good a person is? Yeah. Uh, no. I yeah. know a lot of seven-foot jerks. You know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah. Uh, and, and our industry is tough with that. I mean, I see these lists of advisors that you apply, and all of a sudden, you're one of the Barron's top stuff. There, there's yeah. some lists that are legit, but I look at that, and I'm like, I know advisors that would top this list out that nobody knows about. Hmm. Like, it, it is at, at what point in your career, you're like, I don't need an extra plaque in my office because, you know, the people that n- need to know, know. Yeah. And, and that's kind of, you know, this this humble confidence that it's like, I aspire to the advisors I meet. And later the next day I find out, wait, they manage how much money? Yeah. They didn't tell me. No one told me. Like most, yeah. m- maybe nobody even knows except right. for the people that need to know. And so I think as an advisor, let's be aware of what our industry is is pushing us to do or what's in the best interest of, of other companies not that they're doing it nefariously, but like there's conflicts at times with those interests and sure. we need to be aware of those. And are you confident, comfortable, and at peace with the way you're running your business and what you're selling to clients? And if you're concerned, you know, as we do some, you know, what we call kind of practice uh, evaluations, right. we've had advisors come to us and say, I need to pay you to give me essentially a workup. Yeah. Who do I need to hire next? Are my people being used well? How am I, how am I doing at my time? Yeah. yeah. How are my margins? Yeah. Get it. Give someone permission to give you direct feedback in that. It'll probably hurt. You'll get a little sure. defensive of it. You know, sure. it's your baby. But now you know. And, and awareness is the biggest key. The most successful people I know are the most aware of themselves. Yeah. And most aware of other people. Most aware of their industry. Like they are. They're clear. So let's let, let, let's end with this, which is if if income is not, I would even say the best. Certainly, but it's certainly not the only measure of a healthy business. And everyone who's listening to this, virtually virtually every person listening to this is a business owner. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, they might work for so-and-so-and-so, but, but in, inside of that working for so-and-so, they really are a business owner. Mm-hmm. If income is not the only, or if, if it's not even the biggest, but it's, it's absolutely required, mm-hmm. w- what are the ways that you go home at night, you have your briefcase, you're, you're still old school, you have that cool, <laughs> no, it's not like a briefcase, whatever, but you know what I mean. Yeah. You you set it down, you know, on the kitchen counter and and you go, my business is healthy because I have these things are in place. This is what's happening at the office. This is how my people feel. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, pr- projecting the next 12 months, the next six years. Like, what are the things that if those who are listening right now, Stan, you want to communicate? 
if you want to have a healthy business, mm-hmm. these things need to be true. And assuming that they have some measure of a team, what what has to be true for them to really have a healthy business if it's not just income? I, I, I'm confident without hesitation that in this business, you need to have a team. Could be two, could be three, could be 10, but you cannot be a solo advisor in this business. Have balance in your life, serve clients the way you can, make the impact you want. I make, I measure now our, our success off of impact and balance, and but results equal impact, meaning within our company, are we doing things that are driving the needle? And so you can get as granular as KPIs, are we intentional with our time? Are we serving right. the right clients? Money will follow. Like I, I promise you when I shifted from like, oh, am I selling enough product? And I'm saying like, am I the best advisor? Who am I attracting? Who am I, who should I work with? Right. So I think that it's a big conversation and it took me time. So if today you, that feels like a daunting task to all of a sudden have, you know, we have a team of seven people are on the right seats in the bus. I get to work with clients that I enjoy right. and that, that I can really add a lot of value. The other people like their role. The other people are, you know. They're yeah. clear. They yeah. have balance. There's flexibility. Yeah. I, I catch myself, if I start focusing on the detail, like, hey, you're 10 minutes late today. Like all of a sudden, I'm I'm out of whack. Like I'm 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 majoring in the minors. I was minors five at that minutes point. late. Okay, I was five minutes. <laughs> no, and, and so I think yeah. there's small things you can do, and the biggest one, and this is why we're building our path, is I want advisors to know where they are. They yeah. need to know on this journey, where am I? Or am I just floating out, and someday I'm just going to make more money? And I guess I I did it. Yeah. Or no, I'm in stage two, and I want to get to stage three. Mm-hmm. You can't go from stage two to stage five. So I'm in stage two. I want to get to three. Here are the ten things you need to do to get there. Great, I did it. Because you're not going to go from where you are to maybe where we are, you know, overnight if you have nobody hired yet and you yeah. don't know what you're doing. But like, there is a path. There's a path. And and once you know there's a path and you know people at each stage of it, there's almost this relief of like, okay, I can get there. Absolutely. There's a path. I think there's some other things that I don't think you give yourself enough credit for, and we'll wrap with this, is that um, I think another sign of a really healthy business is that, and it's a it's a maybe a subtle nuance, maybe something, is that. People want to be at work. Hmm. People find value and meaning in what they do. I mean, I would just submit that most of the world doesn't love what they do for a living. Hmm. And yeah. I find like the people at you know in our in our companies, they like what they do. Yeah, you know. And sometimes I'm amazed by that. I mean, Nicole, my sister, she's like, <laughs> I just love all these details, and I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that's right. Thank you, Jesus, for this person who loves details. That's right. But but that people love working here. Yeah. That um, that people are kind to each other. And again, it might sound simplistic, but go to most workplaces. I mean, literally, I was walking by a place this morning uh, on the way here after getting my coffee. And these two employees, is the, is the juice place down the street, uh-huh. are yelling at each other. Oh, no. And I'm like, okay, like stores open. <laughs> There's some healthy tension sometimes. Yeah, right, right, but, uh, right. yeah. You need some juice. You need <laughs> take some juice. But, but I think that's another measure. Mm. And one more I'll say, and I think you guys have done a great job with this is what is the impact of your business on your community? Mm. You know, there are cubbies in the dugout at Spring Hill Middle School for the baseball team because of your company, mm. Sten. Yeah. That they didn't exist. And now they're there and they're they're going to be there for 50 years mm. because of the generosity. And yeah. you think about, I mean, how many hundreds of thousands of meals did you guys pay Two, for? Over 200,000. 200,000 meals last year in Nashville. Yeah, for kids, yeah. For kids. And so that's another is like ask yourself that question. And if you don't don't sit in the guilt of I didn't do that, mm-hmm. do something. That that's that's, right. that's a measure of a great business. Yeah, and that's why in with EAN, we're not helping advisors triple their revenues so they can buy nicer things. You know, the goal is maximize your impact. And the good news is you're gonna make a lot of money at the same time. 
the next question. And this is kind of that comfortable, even thriving phase of like, it's not about me anymore. Yeah. I don't really care about a trip, but who am I? Am I developing people on my team? Cause that's hard. Hiring people and developing and pouring in is that not is easy. Uh, how am I impacting my community? You know, do I have enough? And so I think that's just the progression. And when I was a rookie, I didn't even, that didn't even register with me. And that was okay. Well, yeah, because and as we've established, and if you haven't listened to the rookie episode, go back and listen. But it, it, it you're just trying to feed your family. That's right. <laughs> you're just, Which is totally and that's fine. Please, please yeah. feed your family. Yes. That, that's that's. But as you progress and you realize, just like the advisor I talked to yesterday, it's like, hey, I, you know, I've hit the, I reached the top of the mountain and I forgot some stuff. Yeah. You know, there's there's some other stuff I need to bring with me, and so I, um, I would say again, please take this job very seriously. You know, doctors don't go in and wing it. You know, attorneys can't show up in, in an important case and hope it works out well yeah. and, and do the same thing they did with the last person. So my my hope and our mission, you know, is that there's that there's a pivot in our industry coming that it's like, you know, we're not insurance, car sales. Like we're not, you know, in this this realm where people are like, ah, oh, they're just out for themselves. Right. The surveys say most clients, even with advisors, they believe their advisors are looking out for their own best interest. Right. It's like, man, that's not good. That's um, a value problem because there's yeah. no doubt in my mind that a vast, vast majority of the clients who work with would say, Sten looks out for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hear it all the time. You yeah, know, yeah. I mean, I, the most common thing I hear when people walk to the office is, thank you so much. And that was a great meeting, <laughs> you know, uh, and then I have to come back and pull you in my office and humble you. Yeah, that's right. But but that that shouldn't ever be a thought that they're being taken advantage of if you're providing enough value doing that clearly. And again, that's our hope. That's why this exists because we want to have a shift in the industry where yeah. people go, I'm going to lead advisor because I do these things. And that's, that's, right. just, that's not just income. It's income is c- one of them. Absolutely. And then we Without income, the you income. don't get the others, right? Yep. But in addition to that, it's the people that I get to employ. Yep. It's the community that I get to affect. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that's that's when it gets really fun and that's when you want to be in the business for a long time. Yeah. And you don't have to be the advisor that takes that on. You could be on a team that's accomplishing that. Like there's so many paths to that. Um, And my hope is, is that this, this triggers in some people, some curiosity of like, Oh, that sounds interesting to me. What does that look like? And it's, and then it begins this journey of reading books, joining communities. And my hope is lean into uh, change is good. You know, when things are hard, that's probably a good sign, mm-hmm. um, and that we don't sit on an island, and and that we don't we aren't content with just comfort. Comfort. Yeah, yeah, or even content with just like, oh, it's just going to be hard all the time. Like, no, it can actually be fun and yeah, and really exciting, and we have that too. So, um, but yeah, we want this to be an encouragement to you. Thank you so much for listening, and um, you know, please reach out to us if you have questions, uh, and also please uh, make sure if this show has benefited you. Uh, do leave us a review on iTunes. That really helps other people find the show. So, Stan, as always, thanks for your time. Thank you. Well, thank you for taking the time to listen to our conversation. And if this specific show was helpful, then do yourself and us a favor. Go to stenmorgan.com slash podcast. That's stenmorgan.com slash podcast. And send us a question you'd like for us to answer on our show. You'll see a box at the top of that page where you can submit it. It's very simple. So as always, thanks for listening. We appreciate you.